Good morning. Welcome to the morning beat. Thanks Good for Good morning. Oh god, why do you always interrupt me? Because it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> it sure is a Friday. How are you doing today? I'm feeling good, babe. I'm feeling so ready for the weekend. It's Pride this weekend here in LA. And um, already my phone has blown up. People are so excited. I feel like last year we didn't even get to have Pride. It was so sad. So I think it's going to be a great weekend. Cool. I'm heading out of town. Yeah, I know. Not sticking around for it. I know. Well, you're going to New York. I'm so excited. I am. I'll be on the Wendy Williams show on Monday. I'm uh, going to spend some time with uh, my fiance's family on Sunday. So sweet. The aunties, the, the Jamaican aunties are making me uh, curried goat and uh, jerk chicken. Yum. I Super, love jerk chicken. I love jerk chicken. I've never had curried goat, so I'm excited about that. Yeah. But yeah, missing Pride this weekend. I wasn't sure. There's a lot of confusion about LA Pride. Yeah, to be fair, nobody actually knew it was Pride, yeah. and then everyone was like, oh, it's Pride. Like, I, that's as quickly as it happens. Still no live events, really, for the most part. But all the bars are pretty much back to normal. Well, yeah, and on the 15th, Pride will be over, but all restrictions are lifted and so are masks. Isn't that that just like the government? Isn't it? To wait until Pride weekend is over and say, everything's fine now. Yeah. Go go live your life. Go live, well, you know what's so funny, and not to be a downer, <clears throat> but something that I think that we should be sensitive about, because I wasn't. You know, I was talking to Skye. Skye's like my mom. We love her. We talk about her all the time. And she was saying, um, she lost her mother last year. Hmm. And she was saying, you know, everyone is now saying we're getting back to normal. Things are normal. But things aren't normal for me. Like, I lost my mom. And hmm. it's crazy how now just... The masks are being lifted. Like, I couldn't say goodbye to my mother. She passed away. But now, all of a sudden, like, the masks are lifting and, like, everything's sort of yeah, back to normal. It's got to stir up a lot of emotions. But I think a lot of yeah. people feel like that. I think a lot of people lost somebody, even if it wasn't due to COVID. Um, and it just made me think. I was like, yeah, that that is how it feels. That is a good point. I mean, for most of us, I think we're like, well, it's science. Science happened, we did a thing, and now we're moving on, right? It's that simple. Because I luckily did not lose anybody close to me. I had some people in my family get really, really sick. I had a family of friends who lost their lives to COVID, but nobody really close to me. Right. Um, But for those who have gone through it, it's been a completely different experience. Totally. And we're not just going back to normal. Uh, Life will never be normal again. Yeah. So it was just an interesting perspective, but I am happy that... We are trying, and yes. I'm ready for Pride, and I'm excited yes. that you're going to see Wendy Williams. I know. I can't wait to be back in studio. It's been a while. Yeah, you haven't been in, what, two years? A year? A year and a half, probably. Yeah, yeah. I did I did an episode from home one time, and that was cool, but it's just not the same. So. No. I'm sick of Zoom. Sick yeah. of it. I never want to do a Zoom again. I know. I think we have a Zoom next week on our schedule, by we the way. Do. Make sure you check that out. We did. I wrote uh, it down. <laughs> also... <laughs> As we, as we celebrate and honor the fifth year anniversary, celebrate, I hate to say that, but this is what our community does. We do celebrate and we move on of uh, the Pulse shooting in Orlando. Um, some big news coming out of uh, coming out of uh, that area as well. That's, that's, that's uplifting. That should give us some hope and a little bit of love in our hearts. Also, we've got uh, What the Health Today with Dr. James Simmons calling in, talking about fake and real vaccine side effects, what's real, what isn't. Um, also, there's a new weight loss drug that's being touted as a game changer. Is it legit? He's going to give us his expert opinion. And then also, uh, we've got uh, Donald Trump calling in today because uh, it's Pride Month. And what would Pride be? Who without? doesn't want to? Who right. doesn't want to mm-hmm. hear from Trump? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That tracks. There's that.
But right now it is time for news on the beat. What do you have for us? All right. Well, during an appearance on The View uh, to tout her campaign to replace California Governor Gavin Newsom, Caitlyn Jenner refused to say whether she believes Donald Trump has lost the election. Instead, the former Olympian turned reality show star would only say Trump was a disruptor and that she wants to be one, too. Do we have any audio, Justin? Republicans in this country believe that Donald Trump won the election and not Joe Biden. Are you one of those people, one of those Republicans? Uh, I'm not going to get into that. That election is over with. I think Donald Trump did do some good things. And what I liked about Donald Trump is he but was did a he disruptor. Win? But did he win but the he election? Was, but he was he was a disruptor when he was president. I want to do the same thing. Okay. I want to go in and be a thoughtful disruptor in Sacramento. Now, Jenner also pivoted away from a question about her position on transgender children playing school sports as well, saying it wasn't a big issue in California. Now, Jenner's campaign has already faced some bumps in the road. Her past support for Donald Trump, Trump which she reiterated, as well as her opposition to transgender rights and alienating comments about homeless people, haven't won her much support. She's just so <sighs> problematic. She really is. Just clueless. So clueless. All right, let's get into a little weather because summer is here and it's queer. And it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be beautiful out. Uh, a high of 64 in San Francisco, 106 in Phoenix, 61 in Seattle. 81 in Buffalo, 97 in St. Louis, and 102 in Cathedral City. Now, why don't you give us a vibe of the day? This is for anybody who might need this today, okay? Sometimes you forget you're awesome. So let this be a reminder. Oh, I love that. You're awesome. You're awesome. You know what else is awesome? At McDonald's, you can get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushie or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just $2. It's perfect for summertime. Now, coming up, a lobster cooking is being taken to new heights. You're trying to make a joke right there, aren't you? Find out why next. Okay, so uh, we're talking lobsters, Michaela Gore. Hey. Um, as I watch the TV right now and I see President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill meeting Boris Johnson and his wife uh, over in Carbis Bay, England. Right on the beach You there. literally said, watch Joe and Jill walk up a hill. I did. I said, Joe, <laughs> Joe's old. I said, Joe, don't fall down. Joe, please don't fall. Just be a human. Uh, but be the, a cool uh, guy, honey. The G7 summit underway and leaders of the world coming together in the bay there with the ocean in the background. And it's a pretty monumental moment. I think what's going on in that ocean, though, is pretty monumental as well because lobsters might finally, by finally, might finally be getting the respect that they deserve i love that listen okay so have you ever, or, ever you, have you you do you eat lobster do you like lobster yeah i do okay i love lobster do you know how they're usually prepared um well here's what i do know me and my grandma used to go to albertson's and sometimes she would bring my cousins along we didn't always want them around us but she would have to because she was babysitting them too okay we would then go to a huge tank in the grocery store and look at the lobsters. There was a tank Aww, full of lobsters, sure. right? Not nearly as bright red as you'd assume. At they all. They turn bright red when you cook them. Yes. Yeah. Okay, and then I heard that when a lobster finds their person, they their other lobster, life. they mate for life. Yes. So then I was I like, look at these guy, loyal listen, creatures. Can I tell you, I hooked up with a guy one time in college at the, the Ohio State University. I had a volleyball tournament there one weekend, night before, hooked up with them in his dorm room. Okay. He said, you might be my lobster. Oh. We never hooked up again. <laughs> yeah, got that. Well, I have a soft spot for lobsters. I think that's very sweet. Lobsters are better than some human beings. Well, apparently, U.S. researchers uh, have uh, taken a liking to lobsters, right? They want them to be comfortable in their last moments. 
So much so, they're testing whether exposing lobsters to cannabis smoke reduces their trauma. Yeah, that's right, weed. They're getting lobsters high. The scientists placed several store-bought Maine lobsters in a sealed box filled with THC. Okay. Right? That is the obviously the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. They did this for about 30 to 60 minutes at a time. The weed vapor was delivered in 10-second spurts every five minutes. They literally hotboxed these lobsters. This is humiliating. This is where we are as Americans. Yeah. But also, kind of, I kind of love it. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I don't understand what the point is of getting the, the lobsters high. If it's going to help them so they don't feel the pain when they're, like, boiling to death. Yeah, I think so. I feel like then you should just find a more humane way of killing the lobster. And Justin, our producer, said there actually is. Like, you can take the knife and just cut their little heads off. No, you well, just, like, stab it kind yeah, of. Yeah, you essentially put their head, like, the... The tip of the knife, and then you put put through it. Okay, that's a lot. That. That's a yeah. lot. It's a little graphic. But yeah. it's better than yeah. just dropping him in the hot water. And also, listen, I've been high. I can still feel heat. It's like I can't feel anything. I'm just high. Well, apparently these critters' movements uh, slowed down noticeably. They said that they did actually uh, absorb the THC. You know, I was. This is interesting because. Uh, I was walking, or I was bringing my dog home last night, and this random thought just went through my head, okay? We went to dinner, went to happy hour, and my partner always wants to bring our dog. Always. Yeah. Everywhere. He's usually pretty good. Last night, he was a terror. Just running around, getting tangled and everything, eating piles of dirt in some garden next to us. It was a lot. Yeah. And as we were walking home, I thought to myself, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I accidentally gave my dog a gummy one day. Would he calm down? Because right now he's being a maniac. You know what's so funny? I was, well, okay, so they do have CBD for dogs. I know. And one time we gave it to Lucky when he was really sick, and he actually did. He chilled out. But I uh, I think that you could. I don't see why not. Not a human one, though, could you? I, I Maybe. Well, this was actually, this was actually inspired by... Uh, a woman named Charlotte Gill, she's a licensed marijuana caregiver and owner of Charlotte's legendary Lobster Pound in Southwest Harbor, Maine, who actually uses marijuana and THC as a way to help those who are ailing or maybe on on their last leg. So similar to your dog, Lucky, this woman who actually led to this this research is doing the exact same thing for humans. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, listen, there are so many medicinal benefits to THC and CBD uh, if, if used properly yeah but apparently I don't, but also i wonder if the i wonder if the lobster tastes funny do you know what i mean have you ever oh, had, i'm not saying i like have or have not used with yeah. like weed yeah have you ever had a brownie a pot brownie with a little bit of you know weed butter in it i'm yeah, not saying i have, I have or haven't okay i have yeah of course you have um, yeah but you can taste it it when tastes you, funny yeah so does, mm. does the lobster taste listen also, i feel like just do the most humane way like justin said just give them a poke take them mm, out of their misery mm, it's not enough yeah I love lobsters. lobster, though. I know, I do, Do you too. eat the green stuff inside? I don't know what that is. Oof, I'd avoid it. What is it? Some people think it's a delicacy. I think it's weird. It looks like poo. Ew, no. Okay. <sighs> All right, coming up, thank you for that. Songs of Summer Game coming up next. <laughs> All right, so in my mind, summer is officially here. However, it is technically not here until Sunday, June 20th. But, oh, is that the official day of summer? Yes, yes. Which is always weird to me because in my mind, I'm like June, July, August, summer, September, October, November, fall. But it's actually not. Summer is actually July, August, technically. 
But that's neither here nor there. I'm just a big old nerd. I get caught up in myself sometimes. My brain gets away from me. Right now, though, it is time to shut my brain down. Shut it down, honey. Turn on my dancing shoes. I'm ready to put them on, lace them up, because we are going to break down, uh, play a little game, uh, the most popular songs of a summer, right? Songs of summer. Yes. From different years throughout history. Correct. So every song, every year has a song of the summer, quote unquote. Mm, sure. That song that you just couldn't get away from that year. Okay. What uh, I've done is I've compiled them, and you guys are going to bet it down. Call Let's me maybe. Do Carly Rae Jepsen. That's one of them. Oh my God, you psycho. It has to be, right? No. No. The I mean, game didn't even start yet. Whatever. Well, AJ, you The wanted... game literally didn't even start. You just started yelling things. I know. Mm. AJ, Nelly? Ace of Bass. I saw the sign. Okay, but remember Nelly's song with Kelly Rowland? And I love you, and I need you. We probably just named three of them, and he's so mad. Go ahead, Justin. Okay, sorry. Well, we're going to bet him down. AJ, you won the coin toss. You're going to go first. The year is 2019. You have the first bet. Okay, so play along with us. We are going to guess. So I have 10 seconds or less. I have to guess this. Right? Yes. 2019? 2019. Oh, it was just a couple years ago. Yeah, you got it. This is going to be easy for you. I can do it in four seconds. Yeah. Michaela? I can do it in three. I can do it in two. Go ahead. Oh, God. All right, 2019, two I seconds. I might not even know. Ow! Wait. One wait. more time. Oh, just Old Town Road? Yay! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Old Town Road. Wait, but I said, I also said the name and the title. Do I get a bonus point? No, I'll just, just give us one point. Just give you one point. We don't really have rules here at the no, moment. No, we just do kind of... I'm proud of rules as we go. Come I'm on. I'm proud of myself I'm on proud of you too. Michaela, you start off now. 2017. Song oh. of Summer. All right, I'll do three seconds. You were only 22 then. What year was it? 2017. I was... I'm kidding. Oh. I was, I, um, I, I was like... Okay. Was I? Oh, she said three seconds. I'll go two. I'll go... One. <laughs> All right, Michaela, one second. Oh, God. One more time. Do you know it? Despacito? Good job. Did you know that? Yeah. I, one to one. Was it with uh, Bieber and Louis Fonzie, right? Louis Fonzie. And Daddy Yankee. Yeah, yeah, Daddy Yankee. I interviewed them at the uh, Billboard Music Award or AMAs or something that year. Love it. <sighs> Next up, 2014. Oh, gosh. That's way back there. Okay. AJ. I'll go four seconds. I'll go two. 2014. Go for it. Michaela, here it goes. 2014. Oh, God. One more time. Oh, it's um, Azalea. Five. No, wait. No, stop. Three. Wait. Two. Tell me who that. Who that. I'm so fancy. I knew you'd get to it eventually. You already know. This is such a bot, babe. Yeah, that was a good one. Whatever happened to her? Songs of Summer. She got butt button pants. <laughs> she sure did. Next she up, did. 2003, AJ. Okay. 2003? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Sure. Three. Two. I just want to play. You can do one. Do one. One second, AJ. This is your we time. Go. 2003. Yeah! Come on, crazy in love, Beyonce. Oh, we love it. Please, that's Let a Let me tell joke. you something. you got to be a bob to know the song in one yeah. second. Yeah. Listen, but think about that. Think about the power of music. If you're playing along with us right now, keep track. Send us uh, send us your final score over Instagram at We Are Channel Q. Um, but think about that. The, the power 
of a song. If you can recognize it in one second. That's what I'm saying. So, Come so on. good. As long as you can't get away from Songs uh, of Summer. I know the choreography too, but there's no bonus points, right? No, no, okay, no, got po- it. no bonus points for choreography. <laughs> songs of the Summer, 1976. Michaela, you're oh, up yeah. next. Oh, yeah. I know Wait, this. 1976? Yeah, we, 1976. We jumped. All right. Three. Two. One second, Michaela. Oh, here wow. we go. One more time. That wasn't one second. 1976. Why I seconds. say one second? I'm thinking, okay, so 1976, I'm thinking A Star is Born, Barbara Streisand, or Carol King. I'm thinking that era. I don't know. AJ for the steal? I don't know. Those are my guesses. <laughs> don't go break my heart. Oh, yeah. I couldn't if I tried. That's good. Who is that? Elton John and Kiki D. Oh my God! Did I just right. say that? Wait, did I just? Yes, you did. Wait, did I just say who is that? Yeah, may I please have your gay <laughs> card, please? I'm never, it's okay, it's not your I, fault. Palm Springs is lighting up our phone lines right now. I'm never hosting this yeah, show again. Yeah, they're like, please get out. <laughs> AJ, it's to you. Your okay. chance to redeem yourself. 1979. Sure. Okay, I was I was almost born. Sure, whatever. Uh, three. Michaela. Um, I'm gonna say two. It's probably Diana Ross. Go ahead. Michaela, two seconds. You know it? Toot toot. Uh, beep beep. Bad girls? I hate you. <gasps> Did you know that? I had, I had no idea. Such a dirty beggar. Sometimes I just make faces so you might think I know. I thought you did know. Michaela takes the lead three to two. I'm iconic. Wow. Michaela. This is your next chance to even further extend your I'm lead. I'm getting slaughtered. You to be fair, re- you are a musician. You're literally a singer from American Idol, and you're wearing a T-shirt today that has Prince on it. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm pretty tracks. Come on. Okay, go one ahead. More, one more round of each. 1983. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Your you, your bet. You weren't alive yet. Play it. Three. Three. Oh no, I, I'll go two. I'll go one. 1983. One second, Michaela. Here you go. Every step I take, every move I make, I'll be missing you. Wow. Take back that! Take back oh, that singer part. I got it wrong. Okay, uh, AJ. For but those steal. are the lyric. That's not the title, though. Three seconds. Oh, it's the song, but not the title. Something about heaven or something in uh, somewhere after the afterlife. Justin, you tell the people I got it right. Every breath you take is technically the title of that Every song. Every mo- Justin. Is that what she said? Break. No, she said everything but every breath you take. Yeah. Blah, blah, that Justin. Was, that wasn't Elton John, right? Nope. Good. <laughs> that was yeah. the police. Wait, I have one more. I have a yeah, chance to tie it up. You have your last chance to tie it up. 1995. Oh, oh yeah, of course. One second. Give it to me. All right. One second. I know it. Uh, waterfalls, TLC. <laughs> yeah. That was good. I didn't know that. So I, my cousin and I, when that song came out, we went on vacation in Michigan because that's what we did every single summer, and we played that on our Walkman on repeat. Oh my god, a Walkman! Yeah, the song was about the HIV crisis. All right, did I you give, know that? Yeah. No, I Pretty didn't well. know that. I'll give you one last song. All right. Whoever answers first wins. Okay. This is from 1999. Oh, Genie in a Bottle, Christina Aguilera. Come on, this is the year I graduated high school. That was my vibe. This is how I came out to like the gate. Can I tell you a story about this? Yeah, go ahead. So you know what this this song makes me think of? What? Our good friend, his birthday was just yesterday, Jonathan Bennett. Oh. Jonathan Bennett actually helped me come out of the closet uh, so in 1999, and that or the summer after. But that entire summer, we went to all the the little gay bars and clubs in Toledo, Ohio, 
That's so and cute. used to rock out to this song and sing at the top of our lungs. That's so cute. I think every good person did. All right, well, we, what, like, did I win? No, you no, lost. AJ won. I won. You did? You ended up beating me? That was a tiebreaker, Michaela. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> well, here we go. It's Friday. All right, coming up, we're talking uh, SNL alum. John Lovitz is back in the news, and he's talking about cancel culture. We've got the details and what's popping next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's almost time for a first round of what's popping for the day. But first, I want to lean over here and grab my information and tell you something really cool we're doing here at Channel Q all month long as we continue celebrating Pride. We've partnered up with Ralph's and Food for Less and the Los Angeles LGBT Center to help fill the fridge for homeless LGBT youth and seniors in need. Now, here's where you come in. Grab your phone. Text the word FRIDGE, that's F-R-I-D-G-E, to 20357 to donate. Uh, Donations are being doubled this entire month by Ralph's and Food for Less. Just giving $10 provides a full day of hot meals uh, for one of our LGBTQ youth or seniors in need. Again, text the word FRIDGE to 20357 and do what you can now. Yes. Michaela, how about you do what you can and do uh, what's popping? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so John Lovitz is one of my favorite comedians. Um, I loved watching him on SNL, and he's now taking um, his opinion to cancel culture. And he says cancel culture is not the ticket. He says, I'll say it, it's no different than McCarthyism. He said, as soon as you say to a comedian like me, hey, you can't say that, the first thing in my head is, oh, and now I have to. He continued adding that there is a difference between making jokes and being outright mean. He said, if you don't have the ability to laugh at yourself, don't go to a comedy club. I'm not changing my act. If you're watching TV and you don't like the show, change the channel. It's very simple. I'm having a full allergy attack over here. I know, I see you like breaking down. I know. I don't know what's happening. Um, I kind of see what he's saying, though. I absolutely do. Listen. I did stand-up for a couple years, and then I loved doing stand-up. It was such a thrill, but people were getting canceled and still are left and right, and I feel like comedians just don't have the freedoms uh, that they once had, and it's a very tricky way to navigate, and I I don't think it's cool. Yeah, so I think they're... To to compare it to McCarthyism is a bit much. I don't know that this is like... We're like... There's a communist scare in our country right now. There's a lot of other fears. Well, I don't he, know if that's one of them. I think he, why he references that is because he talks then about his friend Brian Callen from the Goldbergs, who was blasted in 2020 with an article that featured four women accusing him of uh, sexual harassment and rape. Mm. And he says he shouldn't just be canceled because an article came out. One woman in particular said she was 24, he was 42, and... Uh, they were together. They were like girlfriend and boyfriend for three years. And then all of a sudden she said that he should know better. And he's like, we can't just cancel people because of articles being written. Yeah, it's tricky. Like we always say we want to believe the accusers though too. So it's it's a, it's a difficult sort of line to toe. Yeah. Uh, I think that... I think that, that that sometimes the idea that, listen, if you can't laugh at something, just get out of the room is a little bit barbaric. Um, having said that, though, you have to have a sense of humor to understand comedy. I think that comedy is evolving right now, and we've seen some people do it better than others. Uh, comedy is getting smarter. And I think that things can be funny without being cruel. And I'm not saying that he is or is not cruel at all. But historically, especially white male comics tend to lean on the cruel side so yeah. i think that that's i think that that 
that he might feel attacked, even though it might not specifically be him getting attacked. He feels his friends getting attacked, and that's why he's speaking up. I yeah, think. I feel that. Listen, as a comedian, I do know where he's coming from, so I I know it's a drastic thing to say, but I wish you would stop canceling. You've never people. made me laugh once. You've I, never I've made still, me laugh. I've still I don't claim to be a comedian. Say something funny. Go. I can't. I'm having know, an allergy attack. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> all right. Coming up in good news, uh, the Pulse site will get a distinct honor, and we've got all the details coming up next. Welcome back to the morning beat. Oh, yeah. Is this Macklemore? Who was this? Omi. Oh, yeah. Cheerleader. What year was this? 2015. Oh, I love I loved this song. So, we just played a game uh, in the last hour. We might replay it for you a little bit later on. We had so much fun. Uh, we named the hot songs, the song of the summer from different years throughout history. I basically mopped the floor with Michaela. You did amazing. Yeah, um, I won in the tiebreaker, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we have a great hour coming up for you. Uh, coming up in about 15 minutes from right now, uh, the Pulse nightclub. On the fifth anniversary of the tragedy that took place there, uh, there is some good news uh, as they're being remembered in a very, very, uh, in a big way. Yeah. Uh, and we're excited to tell you about that coming up in just a little bit. Later on in our show, we're joined by Dr. James Simmons for What the Health. Uh, there's a new weight loss uh, drug that could be a game changer. Is yeah, it real? Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, pretty exciting stuff. And then Donald Trump is calling in a little bit later on because it is Pride Month. And and who would we be here at Channel Q if we didn't involve Obviously. Our, our, our last leader? Uh, Donald J. Trump. Amen. What if Melania is available? Yeah, we'll ask him. Uh, we'll ask. Uh, right now, though, it is time for some news on the beat. Michaela, take it away. All right. Well, six men from California connected to a right-wing uh, militia face new conspiracy charges from the Justice Department for their alleged role in planning the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Since the insurrection, prosecutors have charged numerous members of far-right extremist groups in connection with the riot. This latest case is the first against multiple people said to be involved with the three percenters. The head of the FBI said he expects more serious charges related to the attack, though he added that he wasn't aware of any such investigation involving former President Trump. Now... In other news, a transgender woman was beaten and stabbed repeatedly inside a Washington, D.C. laundromat by a group of patrons shouting anti-LGBTQ slurs. The victim was stabbed repeatedly in the arms and head. Video of the confrontation posted online shows the woman being surrounded by two women and a man. They start punching her and slamming her into machines. At some point, one of them stabbed the victim. As she staggers to the back of the laundromat, bleeding profusely, the attackers fleed. D.C. police are investigating the incident as a hate crime, but no arrest have been made yet. It is important to know 65 anti-LGBTQ bias crimes were reported in the district in 2020, a steep drop from 2019. At least 44 transgender or gender non-conforming people were killed nationwide that year. Most victims, like the woman at the laundromat, were transgender women of color. Now, President Joe Biden acknowledged the violence plaguing the community in recent years in his statement recognizing the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia. I just don't understand how people can be so, so full of hatred, uh, Justin. I don't get it. I don't understand why somebody would feel the need to treat any human being that way. I just don't understand how you're at a laundromat and you're like literally able to not only beat a woman up, but stab her. Well, and there's a a woman involved. Which two is, women were involved yeah, in a man. That's uh, oh, it's two women in the man. I thought yeah. two men. That's just wild to me. Yeah, it is. It's awful. Uh, it just makes me feel so bad. All right, let's get into a little weather. Uh, summer is here, and it's queer. It's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be a high 
of 95 in St. Louis, 81 in Sacramento, 102 in Cathedral City, 81 in Buffalo, 59 in Seattle, 93 in Kansas City, and 93 in Houston. Now McDonald's, get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushy or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just $2. Now give us a vibe of the day. Sometimes you forget you're awesome, so let this be your reminder. Guess what? You're awesome. Yeah, you are awesome. And you know what else is awesome? Uh, Being gay, gay pride, and there's some awesome news coming out uh, in regards to the Pulse site as they get honored uh, on their fifth anniversary. We have all the details coming up next. Let me feel your love. Uh, let's uh, let's spread a little extra love today. Yes. It is, it is obviously Pride Month, which is uh, always important to us here at Channel Q. As we oftentimes say, um, Pride is 365 days a year here at our station. But it's not always the case for everyone else. Uh, and down in Florida, for the past five years in the Orlando area, uh, there's been just heartbreak that will never fully go away uh, due to the pulse shooting that took place at the nightclub there five years ago, which is wild to sort of wrap my brain around. I can't believe it was, it was five years ago. That it was ago. five years ago, right? Um, but our government, who oftentimes gets it wrong, yeah, uh, seems to be getting it right finally because Congress has voted to make Pulse Nightclub a national memorial. Uh, this is this recognition from both the House and the Senate. Uh, it just means a lot to our community. So much. Um, and it's as, incredible. Absolutely it is. As we as we approach you know, the anniversary on the 12th, what is it, tomorrow, um, this weekend, the the five year anniversary. It's yeah, just you, it's just good to see that they got it right. I did because I think that Governor Ron DeSantis has done so much harm to our community, mm-hmm. particularly our trans community. And so to see um, in that same state, they're willing to step up. And you know, uh, sure, sure, a lot of of attacks have happened. And um, but when it comes to our community, I just like. I feel like it's always important to 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 reimagine it. I mean, you're at a club, yeah. you're hanging out with your friends. It's probably your only safe place to go. Might be a couple cocktails in, a yeah. little bit loose, just having a good time. And all of a sudden, just shootings. Mm. And, you know, people talked about how they hid in the bathroom, hid under dead bodies. Mm. I mean, it's important to acknowledge that these clubs are not like heterosexual clubs. Their reasoning is so different sometimes because sometimes it's the only place they have to go to let loose. Mm -hmm. Their families maybe don't want to speak to them. So you're there, you're enjoying your life. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been to a gay club, honey, it is more than welcoming. I'll tell you the first time, and I've said I've been to Pulse many times. We used to go down there every year during gay days. Uh, A group of friends and I would always go down to Florida for gay days at Disney World. And Pulse nightclub and Parliament House are the two places we would usually end up at night. Parliament House is where I saw your good friend um, perform Blake Lewis oh, in the rain. I love that. Right? But that same trip, though, I was also at Pulse probably at least one or two nights during that trip. So um, this hit home in a different way. I remember the first time I ever went to a gay club was in um, Columbus, Ohio. Axis Nightclub. It's where Nina West performs all the time, still to this day. And I just remember walking in and feeling – I went with two girlfriends. I was still in the closet. And just the feeling of freedom that I experienced at a, you know, I was 19, 20 years old, probably for the first time in my life, the first yeah. time I ever actually felt safe. I felt like my mannerisms uh, were protected. If my wrists were a little bit limp, that was okay. Yeah. If I had a little bit of swish in my step, that was okay. All the things that we that we think about is weird to hide from everybody else is safe in a place like this. And 49 people lost their lives that night. And I also do want to point out. You mentioned Governor Ron DeSantis and how problematic he is, and he is. 
as are many Republicans, especially in this Trump era. Yeah. Um, but this took place uh, back in 2016 and before the Trump era officially began. Yeah. And, and Senator Rick Scott, who is a Republican from Florida, introduced this Senate bill. He's the one who brought this forward um, because he was there when it went down. You know, he said it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do was to talk to the families um, of, of those who lost their lives at that time. So for him, a Republican, it just hit home in a different way. Well, because it's human yep. and we're human. And whether mm-hmm. you're gay or you're straight, it was a mass shooting where people lost their lives and and had families that were not ready to lose them. And You know, I won't forget, we've had this conversation many times. The day after, nobody wanted to go to Pride. Everybody was terrified. I was so afraid. I stayed in L.A. and I didn't even want to go. And I think that every year we have that fear. Every year we know, much like festivals where there's big people, big crowds, you have to kind of be aware of that. But it was terrifying and it it scarred our community for a minute. Yeah, I, um, mm, but there is, I, I love this. I just think this is so beautiful that they're actually doing this. Um, there's a museum, a memorial, uh, they've been delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But back in February, I know Ricky Martin signed on as the national spokesperson because there were a lot of Latinx, uh, men and women from our community who were there that night. Um, and they're trying to raise $49 million for this national pulse memorial and museum. So, and that, that also includes outreach for others, uh, 49 scholarships. Um, also this, this, this. Passed unanimously. Yes, passed unanimously, which almost never happens anymore. I know. It's good. It's a step in the right direction, and it's a way to celebrate Pride, really, because that's what Pride's all about. Uh, Of course it is. It's about this. Well, because because for the last generation, really what we've had to look back to is Stonewall, right? And Stonewall was the monumental moment that pivoted, right? Yeah. That started the Pride movement. Marsha P. Johnson and others throwing those first bricks. Um but moving forward, you know, it's not just Stonewall anymore. It's Pulse. Yeah. That is that is that is the moment of our generation that for decades and decades, you know, to come, they're going to look back to that moment and say that was a hopefully a turning point in the right in the in the in the fight and the for rights and equality. It's just I'm sorry, it kind of worked up. It is, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it is heartbreaking. Well, let's turn it around because there's a heartwarming story coming out um, of a religious uh, par- person that's part of our community coming out to their father. It mm. takes a different direction, and we've got the details next. So uh, this story is really touching. Uh, we have a lot of audio we're going to share with you of this uh, gay Mormon coming out to his very religious father um, and not getting quite the reaction he thought he was getting. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gay. No, but I'm saying worthy wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you go on your mission. I know, I just Austin, I don't care. I don't care. Austin, listen, look at me. I don't care. You're okay. Are you a child of God? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. What makes it even more beautiful is that, like, he literally was like, okay, I heard that you're gay, but more importantly, are you doing your mission? Like, was, like, not even making a big deal. It's so beautiful. You know, my Mm. best friend growing up, she was Mormon, and I used to steal her CTR ring all the time. And um, they were very strict. Like, the Mormon religion is very, very strict. But I think only as of recently, they've started allowing LGBTQ... 
uh, sort of people, and it's become more accepting, but it's still like a conversation. Well, he, and, uh, I mean, his family lives in Florida too, which is also a kind of conservative state. Yeah, um, his kid's nineteen years old, Austin, and Austin Swink, and like you said, he was getting ready to leave on a mission because uh, at that age, Mormons go away for two years. They're not allowed to come home at all. That's a lot. Like, they're not coming home for like holidays or for Nuh-uh. do we even celebrate birthdays? I'm not even sure. Birthdays, things like uh, things to you know, weddings doesn't matter. You're gone for two years uh, with little to no contact. And he said he really just wanted his dad to know. Let's listen to Austin explain. When I was 19 and I was about to leave on my mission for for my church, and, and I I got this feeling that I just needed to get it off my chest before I left because it was weighing on me. For, for so long not saying anything listen religion is tricky oh it's so tricky oh i shared with you the other day that that facebook post i put up yeah it's gotten as of yesterday it had like eleven thousand impressions uh hundreds and hundreds of you know uh likes shares comments and it's it, it, people are just writing like scripture just yeah. literally telling me how I'm going to burn in the fiery pits of hell. It's abomination. And yeah. then, of course, my friends and family feel like they have to support me and defend me. But it, it's all, all, all religion. It comes down to religion every I, single time. I think it also depends on what – there are religions that are just more strict. Like Jehovah's Witness, not a conversation. I mean, non-starter. I mean, not at all. Lisa grew up Jehovah's Witness. My, my ex it too, was yep. really mm. intense. And then I think Mormon, because growing up Catholic – uh, and in Catholic school, there wasn't so much focus on the LGBTQ community from what I remember. At the time. At the time. Yeah, me either. And then, especially now, I mean, the Pope has come out and said, like, gay marriage is he cool. He supports us. It's all good. We also know that he supports us more privately than publicly. It's the institution that's that's got a hard time with gay marriage. Right. While individuals within the institution are much more open to supporting, right? Yeah. Um, but the Mormon church historically has been pretty strict on things very like this. Very strict. Like very, very. I remember the movie Latter Days. I remember when that came out years ago. It was like a B film, whatever, and I watched it, and and it was sort of soft core porn, also for me. But stop. Uh, it was it was it was a young man going out and doing exactly this, going on his mission, and kind of uh, like discovering his sexuality at the time. And I remember watching that film in my early twenties and really, really relating to the story um, of being sort of confused and terrified of being ostracized. Uh, but his father Vaughn decided not to do that at all. I think it's amazing, let's and listen. I think this is the way you parent. Yeah, of course. Listen to let's listen to his uh austin's father it just makes sense for someone to be happy and not having to hide and 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 not say anything about how they're really feeling they're just almost like they have to lie to themselves and to others the rest of their life that's not right what a dad you know i think it's beautiful it's so sweet and you know and you have no idea how many lives this will impact not just austin's bravery but his Parents. father his father it, i told i've told you the story it took my dad 15 years to say the word gay back to me after right. i came out to him and he said it was because somebody had called me the f word when he was golfing that's right because i i'm i'm kind of notable in my hometown and uh, i'd been in the newspaper for something and he didn't know that this was actually my dad because i was raised by my stepfather and my dad was like, "Could you imagine yeah. trying to like clown somebody?" I know when I read that in your book, I was infuriated. Well, and my dad, um, my dad said to me as he cried and said the word "gay" for the first time, literally just a few years ago, he said, "I never once considered how you must be feeling." 
I thought how I was looking this whole time, having right. a gay son. And that's so common. It's so common. It's but bit- I, I think that, you know, sometimes parents just need permission to feel how they feel and also say it's okay and I love you. And having dads like this who set the example of how to act. But also how quickly he processed it because what we forget sometimes is giving those around us the grace to kind of come to terms with the the different version of us because we we know in our minds and our hearts for years as we prepare to reveal ourselves slowly. I think also this dad may have already known. Yeah. Sometimes parents just know. Are you saying holy gay? Yeah. I love it. And I'm okay with it. Yes. I'm okay with it too. Live, queen, live. And I love it. Listen, we love this family. I'm so happy. Enjoy your mission. Please stay safe and uh, spread the word, honey. Now, coming up, Lord has not had new music in four years. I can't believe that. I know, but we've got our new single and we're going to play it for you coming up. And what's popping? Good Lord. It's been so many years since not, Lord no. released. No. Don't do this. What? Is Lord popping again? Good Lord. Lord is popping again, or should I say Lord Day? Lord Day. Sky calls her. (laughs) Well, I'm going to let you give our listeners all the latest on Lord's new music uh, and what's popping in just a minute. Really quickly, though, I do want to let you know that all during uh, the month of Pride, we're partnering with Ralph's and Food for Less and the Los Angeles LGBT Center to help fill the fridge for homeless LGBT youth and seniors in need. Now, our community has been hit hard by the pandemic. uh, And if you're one who has not been hit so hard, if you've been fortunate enough to work through this, this is an opportunity for you to help out those less fortunate. You can do so by texting the word FRIDGE to 20357 to donate to the Los Angeles LGBT Pride Pantry. Donations are being doubled this month by Ralph's and Food for Less. So that uh, $10, simply $10, can provide a full day of hot meals for someone in need. Again, text the word FRIDGE to 20357. Ralph's and Food for Lust are on a mission to end hunger by 2025, and you can help. Love it. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, I love Lord. Love her music. We literally talked about her a couple of days ago as we were walking the hallways during a break, uh, and I said, where is she? What's going on? I know. Well, you have an answer. What's going on? I sure do. Well, Lord is back, honey. After four years, she's just released her single, Solar Power. Let's take a listen. Think three times when you feel it kicking in that It's the same song. What is her song? Cheryl Crow. It's the same song, Rich. I know the song. Um, All I want to do is have some fun. Yep. It's, you know which one I'm talking about, Justin? Yes. It's not that one. It's um, the other one, though. It's um, same album or the same era. I know exactly what you're talking about. Say it. What is it, Justin? How about I play it instead? Great. Do it. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Same song. And guess what just happened? Soak up the sun. Okay. Are you, are you dragging Lord? Oh, soak up the sun it's and solar. It's soak up the sun and, and solar this, power. Oh, wow. This is the same song. Wait, did we just figure this out? But also, this just happened with Olivia Rodrigo and um, I thought Olivia Paramore. Rod- but I thought Olivia Rodrigo was Billie Eilish the first time I heard her. Okay, but Olivia Rodrigo, and we could actually play this right now if you wanted to, because it was a TikTok trend. Olivia Rodrigo, her song Sour is the same song as Paramore's 
whatever makes you break. Are you happy that I'm done? Oh, it was never my intention to drag. Wow. So we are at that age now where people are starting to sample well, what listen, we listen to. Yeah, absolutely. What's old is new again. Everything comes back around. Like, Billie Eilish is so cool and so innovative and so creative. But I was like, that's what I grew up on. That was the 90s. It was kind yeah. of grunge and it was kind of just different. What is it? popular again. Uh, I can play you the Paramore and the Olivia Rodrigo next hour. Okay, let's do it because I want yeah. you to hear the similarities. But that's crazy. Is that not the same song, Soak Up the Sun and Solar Power? They also sound literally what the solar power do. It soaks up the sun. Yeah. Like, literally. You that's change crazy. The title. That's what, all right, well, welcome Listen, back, Laura. I She's serving Laura, Cheryl Crow. She sounds great. Yes, she does. She and Cheryl should uh, collab. Yes, they should. All right, well, coming up in our next hour, what the health, Dr. James on a fake and real vaccine side effect. But now here's Royals by Lord A. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. We have a great hour coming up for you. It's uh, What the Health with Dr. James Simmons in about 15 minutes from right now. Uh, we've got fake and real vaccine side effects. He's going to break them down, tell you what you should be concerned about and what you might just want to ignore. Uh, the internet is wild. Also, he's going to be talking to us about a new weight loss drug that could be a game changer. Uh, this is exciting news. Uh, also, uh, in our final hour today, we're joined by... I don't, how do I describe this man? Um, he really embodies what it means to be full of pride. He has a body. <laughs> he has a very full body. He's Some, a full-bodied woman. Sometimes he wears his pants backwards. <laughs> sometimes he doesn't. Donald Trump is on the morning beat, so stick around for that conversation. Can't wait to check in with him. Because we uh, we love nothing more in our community than just torturing ourselves. So we're going to celebrate pride with Donald Trump. Sounds about right. That's who we are. <laughs> you all right? I don't know. Why would you say? Because I hate we us. Love Listen, we ha- we hate ourselves. This is what we, we, this we, is love we are. Nothing as a more than torturing ourselves. Yep. yep. That's why we're gonna celebrate. Listen, pride we, with Trump. I am, but I, honestly, I think it's making me laugh because it tracks so hard. I, I am gay and a former Catholic. <laughs> I know all about self guilt. Yes. Self torture. Yes. So we're, we're we gonna... sure did. We woke up this morning and chose violence. You guys, we were like, oh you know gosh. what makes pride great. Let's have our impersonator Trump come on the yeah, show. Yeah, let's, let's have him call in and just ruin everything. Yeah, you know what? Gay rights. Let's have Trump come on. Who are they? Uh, yeah, my fiance says all the time now that I choose violence. It's a thing. Is that? Is it it's tr- a thing. Is it trending somewhere? Uh-huh, is it on it TikTok? Is. Yeah. He's it's always like, funny. okay, my dude woke up today and chose violence. He says that to me all the time. Does now. he? Yeah, I'm it's like, like a funny trend. Fair enough. Okay, it's the new tea. It is the new tea, honey. All right, it's time for news on the beat. What do you got? All right, well, uh, there's a lot going on in the news. Wait, can I just say, just a little inside information for you. Okay. As Michaela's co-host, whenever I hear her say, there's a lot going on in news, (laughs) and she sort of draws it out, I immediately look to her because I know she's scrolling her computer to find her news stories. Well, because, you know why? It's because (laughs) I'm so- Sweat dripping down, beating on her forehead. looking at you, having a conversation, and then you're like, and now news. And I'm like, oh my God, that's right. I've got the news. I do the news. And she never thinks to have it pulled up ahead of time. I do. I always do. I'm just like, okay, here we go. I don't know. I'm still giggling from Trump. That made me laugh. All right. Well, let's talk about better things uh, because President Biden and other world leaders are gathering today in England for the G7 summit on the docket, the global economy, including the global tax rate and aid for countries in need. 
Though China isn't part of the club of world leaders, its specter is also expected to loom large over the weekend. Biden and the first lady plan to meet with Queen Elizabeth uh, during their trip, while Jill Biden has her own meeting with Catherine, the Duchess of Cambridge. Back home in the U.S., a bipartisan group of senators announced it has reached a deal on a $1.2 trillion infrastructure package, one of Biden's key priorities. Liberal Senate Democrats aren't so keen on the effort, though warning that trying to get GOP backing could erode support on the left. So all of that's on the docket for today? That is. It's on the docket. On the so docket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you care. I don't know if you have a docket. Yeah. I don't know if when you and Emil go to New York, you guys have anything on the docket. What does that mean? It means on the agenda. Oh. Okay. Okay, girl. You did not expect that. I did not. I did not expect you to have a clue I'm what that word meant. Loving this for me right now. <laughs> I went from having a severe allergy attack. You were terrible twenty minutes ago. You guys, I don't know what happened. If you want to know, like the behind the scenes, my eyes were like dying. I couldn't stop sneezing. I felt like it was awful. I posted a job application on LinkedIn just because I was like, I got to get out of here. I okay, don't know that's what's going an, on. I can't stand you. Uh, all right, in our last hour, <laughs> we played Solar Power by Lord A. I call her Lord A. Lord. And I said, oh my God, this literally sounds like Soak Up the Sun First single by in four Crow. years, by the way. Yes. But it sounds like Cheryl Crow. Yes. It totally does. But then it got me thinking, there's this new TikTok challenge. Okay, so Olivia Rodrigo, we love, right? Love she just came out with her new single. Take a listen. between millennials and Gen Z's because Gen Z's have been like, don't part your hair on the side. Don't wear chokers. That's basic. So the millennials are going, oh, you think you're so cool with your music? Take a listen to what we listen to at your age. That's wild. It's the same song. It's the same song. Like the beat and everything, the voice, all of it. Now, do we still have Cheryl Crow and Solar Power still pulled up? Go ahead, Justin. You can talk. Give me a minute. Okay, I okay, want so you that's to really pull wild. that up. Those are very, very They're similar. They're very similar, but that's why I was gagged because when about... I heard Olivia Rodrigo, I thought it was that song. I know. I was like, I'm ready to sing along. I know this but song. But that's why millennials are like, oh my God. But also, that's why Lord's song is going to sound familiar to us because we know Cheryl Crow. You've already heard it. So it's funny because these Gen Zs have been dragging millennials for not being cool and with it, but they're now... Well, I want to let you know I'm, I'm no longer a millennial. I haven't been for a couple of years. You are a millennial. I'm a zennial. Okay, you do have it, Justin? Okay, so here's... times when you feel it kicking in that Yeah. This is solar power. Solar power. It's all about the sun, right? Sure. Like it. Doesn't sound brand new to me, but I like it. It's okay. Now here's Cheryl Crow's Soak Up the Sun. Wait. Okay. More sun. Okay, so less, Do you feel like this is similar? I feel it's very similar. It's less similar than the last one. The last one, you can lay those on top of each other and they sound like the I know, I know. Song. This is a this little really, different. This one's really close. I think what gets me here is that you went from Soak Up the Sun to Solar Power. I couldn't even change the I wording. know. I know. It's kind of crazy. It sounds like a direct, like, sort of reimagination. Yeah, I think so. If you will. 
There All could right. be lawsuits. Well, let's do a little. I know there could be, right? <laughs> right, of course. Uh, okay, let's do a little weather now because it's going to be nice out. Summer is here and we're queer. Now, McDonald's did not ask me to sing that, but when you get me, you get a whole meal. asked you not to sing They that, absolutely think, yeah. said, please don't embarrass us as we are a corporation. We're already hesitant to give you this. Little known up and coming little mom and pop little restaurant shop. Yeah. They're trying to like find They're their footing to up in and the world. Coming, so yeah. they asked me to be their PR. Sure. Which makes sense. <laughs> it's going to be a high of 91 in Houston today, 93 in Kansas City, 106 in Phoenix, 59 in Seattle, 70 in Baltimore, 81 in Cleveland, and 102 in Cathedral City. Now, let me tell you, at McDonald's, honey, you get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushy or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just two bucks. That sounds delicious and totally affordable to have one every single day for summer. Two bucks. That's it. It's amazing. Now, give us a vibe. Sometimes you forget you're awesome. So let this be a reminder. You are awesome. You are awesome. Whoever you are listening right now, just know that you are. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up, what the health Dr. James on a fake and real vaccine side effect we discuss next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. It's time for What the Health with Dr. James Simmons. Uh, We've got uh, some, some information on a new weight loss drug that could be a game changer. We're going to talk about... Uh, that with Dr. James in our next segment. Uh, so stick around for that. But right now, Dr. James, first and foremost, thanks for being here. How are you? Thanks, Dr. James. Uh, I am doing well. Good morning. Good morning to both of you. Okay, so we want to clear some things up. There's a lot of misinformation going around about COVID-19 and these vaccines. Um, and we're constantly learning more, as you told us we would, right? Well, my home state of Ohio is making me so, so proud again uh, because one nurse... Uh, they're decided to make the case that the COVID vaccine is making people magnetic. Take a listen. So I just found out something when I was on lunch, and I wanted to show it to you. We were talking about Dr. Tenpenny's testimony about magnetic vaccine crystals. So this is what I found out. So I have a key and a bobby pin here. Explain to me why the key sticks to me. Okay, so she, she, put, the, what? she put the key on her chest, and it stuck, right, sort of. As Did she have lotion on? Because sometimes it can stick if you have lotion well, on. Also, your chest protrudes from your body, so it creates a different angle also. Mm. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Then she tried to put it on her neck, and it kept falling off. So she's clearly not magnetic. But I've, I've heard this rumor, though, that this vaccine is making people magnetic. I My first thought is Magneto from X-Men, and that would be cool. Um, but is there any truth to this, Dr. James? I love that you went to Magneto. We just watched <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse the other day. Because so we're still in quarantine mode where we're watching old movies. Um, no. Okay, so there we have no proof or truth that this vaccine makes anyone magnetic or more magnetic than they might already be. We do have, you know, trace elements of metals in our body, but it doesn't make us magnetic. I think the funny the funny part here is that a she's using a key which are generally aluminum and aluminum is only magnetized in certain circumstances. So even if she was magnetized, the key probably wasn't going to stick to her. And b it's really disheartening that a fellow nurse is up there doing this and doing something. You know, a lot of people don't realize that nurses are scientists. And so we go through not only, you know, like four years of school and then some of us master's degrees and some of us doctorate degrees and all of this. 
but we do it under science. We do it under you, you, there's a hypothesis. You find the research. What have people done in the past? You, you look at new, what new things could be done. You test it out and then it works or it doesn't or it halfway works. And then you write about it and you move on. And that's sort of the scientific process. So this woman as an RN registered nurse caring for patients, went during lunch and then someone told her during lunch that it you know it, the vaccines make you magnetized and then came back in, in in a hearing without doing any of her own research that to me is actually the most upsetting thing have, and it's have, part have of you, this whole have you been to my home state of ohio first? Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, not in a very, very, very long time. I I don't want to disparage all Ohioans. No, I I will because I'm from there. So a large number of Ohioans, I will just say this, not all, of course, a large number of Ohioans get their information from whoever they talk to last. (sighs) It's just kind of how it goes. Um but it is discouraging. Well, there is this article that I kind of want to talk about with you as well that uh, the CDC held an emergency meeting they're preparing for on rare heart inflammation following the vaccines. What's going on with that? Because at first hearing at first hearing that, I'm also in the middle of having a severe allergy attack. Dr. James, I'm like scrubbing my eyes. Um, what oh, does no. that mean? You know, I, I'm also having a little bit of allergy issues this morning, Michaela, and I also, I don't even really have allergies. It I don't either. It's a allergy season for a lot of people. Yeah, and it, some of this is because we're all just sort of coming back out, but it's a really tough allergy season where we live. Um, okay, so I do think this is really important for people to know, and it's, it's part of the ongoing process of all medications and all vaccines. When the CDC has particular meetings that they always meet for, so they have, you know, routine meetings for X, Y, and Z, if they need to meet for any other reason, it requires this, like, emergency meeting authorization. So the word emergency, it's a little bit scary, but what this just means is that they're having a meeting out of the ordinary to talk about potential links of heart inflammation in particularly young men and teenage boys who have had either Pfizer or Moderna. Uh, vaccines. Now, I want to talk about this, this heart inflammation because it's the case rate in terms of people who have developed this, it's called myocarditis, against what the normal case rate is, is actually still lower. So myocarditis, we don't actually know the specific um, reason for it or cause for it. It usually develops after a viral illness, and it's inflammation of either like the heart muscle and tissue, or there's something called pericarditis. Your heart sits in a little sack of fluid, and that, that fluid, that lining, can sort of get inflamed. So we're seeing some cases of young men and teenage boys who, remember, got the vaccine, and then have also developed either pericarditis or myocarditis. We don't know if they're the link yet, so the CDC is, is uh, holding this meeting to look at the data, look at the research, and see if there is an actual link between the two. Well, Dr. James Simmons, one thing that I know when I have a conversation about vaccines with my girlfriend, and then in particular with heart inflammation, is she has a heart murmur. Um, and so I feel like immediately I was like, oh my gosh, could that affect like her heart murmur? And she's, uh, you know, she's not in her 30s, so... Could that affect in any way or people that already have heart issues? Yeah, we, heart, heart issues is one of the things that we look at really, really closely for all, all vaccines in particular. But then also COVID, you know, I actually just last week treated an, an individual and he's, he's very, very young, um, old enough to vote. I'll say I don't want to give away his age because it's rare enough that this happens um, that, I, you know, I don't want to violate any sort of HIPAA things, but. He's a very, very young man who developed 
cardiomyopathy, like a really bad form of heart failure after having COVID um, and has not yet even been vaccinated. And so I think this is just sort of, we have to kind of talk about these things in a higher level conversation of this is the world that we're living in right now. Like the, the potential that we are going to be exposed to COVID now that this virus is kind of here to stay and particularly that there are other vi- variants and mutations, et cetera, is really high. So we have to have real conversations with ourselves about what are the risks of getting COVID, which we know can cause myocarditis, pericarditis, cardiomyopathy, death, et cetera, or getting the vaccine, which again, needs to be a conversation, I think, that is individual to everyone. Like I've been saying to you all, yeah. all along, Michaela, and everyone else, yeah. like, meet people where they are, have a conversation with your provider and see if it's important for you. I, my guess is that they're not going to find a significant link between the vaccines and myocarditis, that this might be, you know, coincidental and not causal. But I do, I'm glad that the CDC is having this meeting to investigate this. It's really important. Well, Dr. James Simmons, we want to continue a conversation with you in the next segment as there's a new weight loss drug that could actually be very, very helpful, groundbreaking. But is it fact or fiction? We ask you coming up next. You're listening to Hold My Hand. I love that bop. It always puts me in a good mood. Something else that puts me in a good mood, though, is uh, our next guest, uh, Dr. James Simmons. He's back for another round of What the Health. Dr. James, thank you for being here. Love that guy. want to ask you about something, though. Uh, the CDC says that over 42% of adults in the United States suffer from obesity, which is why this, uh, this next story could potentially be a major game changer. There's a newly approved drug uh, that could fight the obesity crisis. What do we know? Is it legit? Should we be excited? Okay, this is actually really exciting. I am sort of freaking out about this medication a little bit. Um, And I I tend not to do that. But this one really could honestly be something of a game changer. So there's this type of medication um, called like a GLP-1 agonist. I won't get into the science of it. But it's a newer medication that we've been using for diabetes for a while at lower doses. So like one milligram, it's an injectable, and it's been doing really great at helping control people's diabetes who have type two diabetes. That's the diabetes that develops later in life because of insulin and glucose resistance over time, et cetera, versus type one, which is the one that usually people develop when their kiddos are really young and it's you know probably a genetic thing. Well, this drug has worked really great for type two diabetes. And interestingly, they found that people were just losing a little bit of weight like without mm. trying. And so they were like, well, is it because their diabetes is better under control or they're eating and exercising better or is it the medication? So the drug makers went back in the last few years and tried this drug on thousands of people at different doses. And they found that this dose of 2.4 milligrams once a week caused people to get ready for this. This is crazy. Most people, on average, they lost somewhere between 13 and 15, 15% of their overall body weight. What? Some people lost as much as 25% of their overall body weight, and they kept it off at 68 weeks. Wait, from a shot? From a once-weekly shot, and the only reported side effects 
were some gastrointestinal distress early on. It usually got better over time. I, I deal with so, that that's already. crazy. I mean, listen, that could be so life-changing because one of the, I mean, I talk about her all the time, Sky, who's my literal mother. She's overweight. She's 4'11", but she is really overweight and she has diabetes. And we're constantly like, you got to take care of this. You got to get healthy. And something that where she could just get a shot to sort of, help facilitate weight loss, I think would be incredible. And then it's also extremely motivating, I would think. Well, yeah, I think that's part of it too, because for so many people, say you're say you're tipping 300 pounds, right? And I, a lot of, I know a lot of people in my life that are at that point. To get to a place where it's workable, where maybe you need to, you know, where you can actually work out and be comfortable exercising again, it, it, it just even drop 10%. Yeah, just to get to that place, to drop 30 pounds or 40 pounds where you can get back into a workable weight is a huge mm-hmm. deal. Justin, would you it, it take, a big deal. would you take it or any, I mean, would you feel comfortable taking it, AJ, or anybody? Yeah, I love how you look at, look towards no, the large guy. No, 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 I no, didn't. No. I love you. I was actually I very hesitant <laughs> no, I refer, to Justin, ask Justin, you. Justin, I refer to you as thick. <laughs> I know. You're, no, you're I was actually, no, you're a, you're a grizzly bear. You're no, a hot I, daddy. But I, you've said it I'm comfortable being what I am, but I, when I take this drug in a heartbeat, like, I've always had issues controlling my hunger and controlling, like, what I eat sometimes. And if this could help me by a once a week injection, why not? 25% yeah. of my body this, weight? Bye-bye. That's really what, what we're finding out, Justin, is that this is – it works in kind of a couple of different ways, but it really controls people's – those hunger sensations um, as well as keeping your blood glucose and insulin levels still stabilized. So remember, this was initially used as a diabetes drug, and so one of the concerns was if you do it at big high doses or people's blood sugar is going to drop, that's dangerous. That did not happen for people. And I think it's important that we sort of, you know, you know me and my larger conversations, to have a larger conversation about uh, uh, obesity is a hormonal disorder. It is a chronic illness, and we have to start thinking about it that way, and that, yes, there is a, an environmental play in this, right? There is something about what are you eating and how much are you moving, et cetera. But the rates of obesity and all of these things are part, it's a nature and nurture sort of situation. And some of these things, these hormonal disorders, these chronic illnesses, it's not an issue of people's willpower or their ability to not, not control not at all. You know, food and exercise. This is really a disease. And so if we can manage this disease better, I mean, the impact on people's individual lives, the impact on, on the overall healthcare system in terms of reduction in heart disease and diabetes-related complications and hypertension and stroke and all those things could be monumental, let alone people just losing weight. And then, like you said, AJ, being able to sort of get back into control of like, oh, wow, I can actually do things in the gym now. Yeah. I actually have less desire to eat these foods and I, I couldn't control it before, but now I can. I mean, this could really be a game changer. Yes. Well, we appreciate you so much, uh, Dr. James Simmons. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, y'all. All right. Now, coming up, Kid Rock is back in the headlines after uh, homophobic slurs uh, were what he was caught doing on someone's phone. It happens that it happened again, and we discuss next. All right. In breaking news, Kid Rock is still a homophobe, and we've got the latest on that. Surprise! Coming up in, <laughs> what's popping? He's such an a-hole. Uh, but we do, <laughs> I just can't stand him. He's such a jerk. Uh, but speaking of something a little more lighthearted and more positive, because that's how we like to do here at Channel Q, we've got a really cool opportunity for you. During Pride Month, Ralph's and Food for Less have partnered up with Channel Q and the Los Angeles LGBT Center to help fill the fridge for our, our, our youth and also our seniors in need. You can help out by texting the word FRIDGE to 20357 to donate 
Um, all donations will be doubled this month for Pride, uh, and that is being matched by Ralph's and Food for Less. Your donation of $10 could feed a homeless youth or senior for a full day of hot meals. Again, text the word FRIDGE to 20357. The human trash that is Kid Rock. Back at it. What's going on? What's right. popping? You know, to be honest, it's not surprising whatsoever. We did a story just yesterday about how Kid Rock was caught on camera at a bar yelling the the F word, which we don't use here. I'm sorry, we did it Tuesday. Um, and he was yelling gay homophobic slurs on stage. Uh, so Twitter came under fire. They were so upset. They were so mad. And... Um, Twitter pointed out that he was totally disrespectful and he was like such a bigot. And then uh, some other people were saying, if Kid Rock using that word offends you, good chance you are one. Either way, I know he has a lot of love for his gay friends, but I'll have a talk with him. That came from Bob Ritchie. What are you trying to show me? Uh, we have, uh, oh, we can play the audio of the first incident. Take a listen. Okay, so Robert Ritchie is Kid Rock. I thought they were you. Real name. (laughs) (laughs) You're wild. (laughs) He's related to Richie Rich. Do you remember that movie? I loved Richie Rich. So good. Um, Okay, that's so funny. I feel like you just told me Santa wasn't real. Like, Kid Rock is Bob Ritchie McKinnon. I was like, oh, so his name's not Kid Rock. So that's what's uh, on the docket for today? Actually, that's more than that is the the rocket docket. The rocket docket. Um, However, he was then caught again on camera using the words sort of to double down and make a point that it doesn't bother him and he doesn't care what people think. But that's not surprising. That's Kid Rock's brand. Yeah, we're not his audience. At all. He's a hardcore Trumper, flag-toting, just proud American, white supremacist sort of human trash. Yeah, and and it also sounds like he's just doing it to, like, hype people up. Like, it's not even like he cares enough. He's trying to have a career again. Yeah, Whatever. I know we don't like to use the word trash when we discuss people, but he just, he's just so wrong. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, in our final hour, we still have more for you because speaking of Trumper, we have our very own Trump joining us because why wouldn't we have Trump join us on our second week celebrating Pride? Like, why not? That, That tracks. That does track. So stick around. Coming up this hour on the morning beat, we're two weeks into Pride and you've been begging us. Begging. You literally have been just nonstop berating us, asking us for the one thing that could make this Pride Month more perfect. Donald Trump. Yes. Yep. So he's actually going to call into the program in about 15 minutes. You're in luck. We are on the pulse. Like we've got our we've got our finger on the pulse of what this community wants and needs. Yes. And it you is really Donald are. Trump. That's 99% what we need. of the time. So yeah. we're going to do we're going to do it. We're going to call him and see how he's celebrating pride. He might I have think, a message for our community. Well, he's doing it with my other favorite person, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. We'll do it. Maybe they'll do it live. Yeah, we should we should They'll consider that. Live. If things go off the rails, well, Justin, no, that, we'll was do your, it live. that was your chance, Justin. Do it live. Do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do, do it live. live. Do you want to come back here and do my job, sir? I have no idea. I don't know how to turn the like any of that on. Um, but Imagine Donald Trump and Bill O'Reilly together on the road while well, it's happening. I think it's I, I, it's something I would maybe check out. Yeah. So. Just to laugh. I would check out, too. Check out completely. Yeah. Check out and just head for the just hills. Just gone. Not uh, even here. It's time for news on the beat. What do you have? All right. Well, three days before the fifth anniversary of the attack on Pulse Nightclub in Orlando, Florida, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed legislation 
designating the site of the gay club a national memorial. Now, the House passed its version of the bill May 12th. The measure now goes to President Joe Biden, who has supported a number of pro-LGBTQ proposals and is expecting to sign it into law, though it's unclear when. Now, Senator Rick Scott introduced the Senate bill. Scott was governor at the time of the massacre, which saw 49 club go club goers killed and dozens more wounded before the shooter Omar Mateen was killed in a shootout with law enforcement after a three-hour siege. Now, while introducing the measure Wednesday, Scott said speaking to parents who lost children and attending funerals and wakes for the young victims following the June 12, 2016 attack was one of the hardest things he's ever had to do. While a similar bill passed the House in 2020, it languished in the Senate. Scott's measure passed by unanimous consent enjoying bipartisan backing from fellow Florida Senator Mark Rubio, a Republican, and California Senator Alex Padilla, a Democrat. Uh, all right, in other news, uh, a lot going on during an appearance on The View to tout her campaign to replace California Governor Gavin Newsom. Caitlyn Jenner refused to say whether she believes Donald Trump had lost the election. Take a listen. Of Republicans in this country believe that Donald Trump won the election and not Joe Biden. Are you one of those people, one of those Republicans? Uh, I'm not going to get into that. That election is over with. I think Donald Trump did do some good things. And what I liked about Donald Trump is he but was did a he disruptor. Win? But did he win but the he election? Was, but he was, he was a disruptor when he was president. I want to do the same thing. I want to go in and be a thoughtful disruptor in Sacramento. Yeah, okay. Anyway, Jenner also pivoted away from a question about her position on transgender children playing school sports as well, saying it wasn't a big issue in California. Okay. That's just, it's wild to me that somebody could have such a large platform and just use it so... Um, is frivolous the right word? Just yeah, so. frivolously. So Caitlyn Jenner is really an interesting sort of case study uh, in in the trans movement and history, I believe, because Caitlyn still benefits from a lifetime of uh, privilege mm-hmm. from living as a white man of a certain stature yeah. and a certain acclaim. And so I don't think that she fully realizes uh, what he benefited from for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she just doesn't get it. She can't relate. Yeah. And it, she just can't get out of her own way. Yeah, it's crazy. I wish it, she'd just stick stick with her home in Malibu and, and just stay quiet. Yeah, enjoy, please. Enjoy your, 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 your older years. Like, why not? Yeah, I agree um, with you. Uh, All right, well, better news. Uh, summer is here and it's queer. And it's brought to you by McDonald's. It's going to be 102 in Cathedral City. 81 in Sacramento, 97 in St. Louis, 70 in Baltimore, 59 in Seattle, 88 in Miami, then 93 in Houston. Now, uh, I want to tell you that at McDonald's, you can get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid Strawberry Watermelon Slushie or McCafe Fraps and Smoothies for just two bucks. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this because it has to do with McDonald's, but if you're of age and you want to have a nice time by the pool, maybe you could uh, just have a strawberry watermelon slushie. And make it adult. And make it adult. That's all you'll say. That's all I'm going to say. A little helpful <laughs> tip from the Mick. Mick we're, with McDonald's. We're of age. Ooh. Mick, Mick with McDonald's. 
McDonald's. Yes! Amazing. It was meant for me. Sure. Um, give us a vibe, please. Sometimes you forget you're awesome, so this is your reminder. You're awesome. Believe it. You're awesome. Be cool. All right, well, coming up, it is Pride Month, and so we thought, what better way to celebrate Pride than with Trump himself? He's joining us next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. You hear this theme song, and you're either thrilled or terrified. Yes. Or maybe a little bit of both, like we are here at the Morning Beat. Uh, it is Pride Month. We're almost halfway through the month, and it wouldn't be Pride uh, without checking in with one of our great allies, one of our strongest advocates. And that's right. I'm talking about the former president of the United States, soon to be reinstated, maybe Donald J. Trump. Amen. President Trump, how are you? Good, good morning. I'm so excited to be on this show, I have to tell you. We are so happy to have you <laughs> back. You sound thrilled. I, well, well, you shut down your blog. You're not on Facebook, at least for a couple more well, years. I didn't, I didn't shut it down. I just didn't have time for it. I'm so busy with so many other oh. amazing things that are happening because I'm going to be president in August. Right. I got to get ready for that. Well, you got to get ready for this. As well as your yeah. speaking tour with Bill O'Reilly. Uh, that's really... Lock up your daughters. We're going on tour. It's going to be a crew. Is that your tagline? <laughs> Set them up. Motley crew. Lock up your daughters. <laughs> Lock up Trump. your daughters. It's going to be absolutely incredible. You... I'm going to be destroying all the hotels we're staying in. Oh, <laughs> do you think... Uh, will you they're be... not Trump hotels. Not oh, well, yeah, right. listen, I, I mean, I think it has a lot of appeal, the Motley crew. Will you be wearing your pants backwards again? Or are you going to have a well, different I, you know choice? What? You know what? I expected that from you, Michaela. I expected <laughs> a cheap shot from you. You know, because you know how hard it is to get your pants on backwards. Believe me, I tried. That's why they were so wrinkled. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. My fupa, my fupa kept getting in the oh way. Oh, my God. Very, very much a fupa. I w- I'm curious to know. Uh, there's a lot that's been going on in these few months since we've uh, last heard from you. Isn't it crazy? Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Well, I want to I want to ask you about Alan uh, Weisselman in particular. Your uh, former, your CFO. Uh, do you think he's you mean gonna... Alan Weisselberg, or oh. is there somebody else who joined my company? Listen, who knows? I just want to know if he's going to sell you out. Oh, I think we can all expect that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Disloyal people. You ask them to do a couple of things, and all of a sudden they flip on you like a bad pancake. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> that Not does sound terrible. I've, I've yet to meet a bad pancake, but I'll take your word for it. Well, listen, I'm pretty excited for you to do your tour with Bill O'Reilly, but uh, you were crashing weddings. Now reports are that you're mm. crashing funerals. Are you looking for a part in Wedding Crashers too? Are you like doing this whole tour and then you want to be well, like an if actor? You remember. If you remember Wedding Crashers, how did they end it? They were crashing funerals. I'm just following the structure of the movie. That's all I'm doing. And how do you plan but, you on know, doing I that? I have to tell you something. People crying, there's nothing like people crying. You know, I can come in there, they're all crying, and then I mention the stolen election, and they cry even more. It's, it's really, it's, it's incredible. The emotion. The wow. emotion. Yeah, people do share I, a lot of emotion I for can you. See that. I'm going I'm to be real honest with you. I'm going to open up and be a little bit vulnerable, Mr. Trump. Oh. Um, you, you know, my partner and I were just down in one of your favorite places recently. We were in Mexico last week, uh, and we found a wedding venue for next mm. summer. Uh, is that wow. is, is that a wedding you, as a, as a former president, would be willing to attend? Might be a, a good olive branch to the Mexican people. I, well, I love, I love, love, love the Mexican people. You know that. You know that. I mean, I love the food. I love the Oompa Loompas and the Quasadillas <laughs> no. and all the tremendous food. But the best, but the best taco bowls, 
Taco Bowls or a Trump Tower in New York, which I moved out of and now I'm in Florida. <laughs> so I'm much closer to the Mexicans. Perfect. Well, that makes sense. Okay, I want to ask you, it wouldn't be right. It's Pride Month, everybody's celebrating. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, you've made a few right. comments in the past, but how will you be celebrating Pride? And do you have anything you'd like to say to the community? Well, I'm probably the most prideful person in the history of Pride. No one has more pride than me. I'm very, very prideful. And I think, you know, I love the gays. I love the gays. They're tremendous. And they do my hair, they do my makeup, and they make me look great. So I just I don't know say, if the gay does your hair. Yeah, I, 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 I think we're not, we're not that might that be one. a straight person. No, That's, yeah. I, or no, just, he, he just did, the wind. He does, yeah, he doesn't really have the, the you know, he's, he's more of a barber. He's more of a barber than a stylist. <laughs> okay. okay. We don't have those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured, you know. But I have to say that the community is really wonderful. I, I love how they come out and support me at my rallies. They still come out and they're out there, you know, Do saying they? wonderful things. And they call me their boo. They're like, oh. boo, boo. Uh, <laughs> that, that tracks, that tracks. Really quickly, before we let you go, we're just kind of curious. What's up with Melania? We haven't heard from her in a while. Where is she? Is she safe? Is she alive? These are these are tremendous questions, and we have some really wonderful people working on this. You know, Melania is a very private private person, and uh, there's sometimes she gets lost in Mar-a-Lago. It's very large. It's very very large. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And we haven't we haven't seen her, but I know we have an ankle bracelet on her. We know she's on the property somewhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And that's all we needed to know, Trump. Okay, well, take us out. Thank you so much. Uh, um, By the way, the Bill O'Reilly Trump tour, the Trump, it's actually Trump, Bill O'Reilly. It's going to be the Show No Mercy tour. So I'm very excited about (laughs) that. Will you guys be having merch? Oh, we'll be having merch. It's going to be absolutely incredible. He's going to be hitting me with hard-hitting questions. And you know what I mean? It's going to be for real. It's going to be for, we're going to have tats, T-shirts, Beer cozies. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something good. Let's do it, Mick. Let's send our listeners off into the weekend with some positivity, shall we? You got it, baby. This guy is a hero. 30 years old. His name is Rizwan Javed. He lives uh, over in the UK in West London area. He's been working as a rail worker since 2015. Okay, since he's about, what was that, 20, 24 years old. Okay. Okay, took the job, very proud of it. To date, he has saved 29 people from attempting suicide on the railways. Oh my gosh. In six years, 29 Stop. people. This is That's really, amazing. This is really, really interesting though. Uh, so when he was first hired, apparently, in the UK, and I'm not sure if they do this here in the United States in certain cities, I've never really known this, uh, but... He completed the Samaritans Managing Suicidal Contacts course, which equips rail staff with skills to help someone at risk of suicide on the railway. Over 22,000 rail staff are certified in the UK through this program. This is so beautiful. It teaches them to just notice things. If somebody looks really, really down, if somebody's taking all of their clothing off, apparently that's a sign. Uh, And during this pandemic, people, you know, mental health has been so, so just rampant, right? And it's gotten worse. And he said the first time he saved somebody's life, his heart was racing. He had no idea if he would actually step up and step into the moment. Because, you know, you oftentimes think, you hear like these hero stories. And I always ask myself, look, would I? Would I dive into the icy river to save the child? 
Like, I like to think that I would. Yeah. But until you're faced with it, you don't really know. And he said the moment it happened, he just sprung into action. And every single thing, every tool that he had learned in that course, he used saving that first life. Incredible. And the 28 cents. So just Ugh, imagine saving 29 lives by the age of 30. Beautiful. Just so he, Beautiful. he just deserves all the praise. Um, okay, well, this story is absolutely amazing. So uh, Verda Teta from Massachusetts uh, is Harvard-bound, and so she was at her graduation, and she was offered a $40,000 scholarship, Ooh, which okay. is amazing. Yeah. And something that maybe you would think she'd want to take because her mother works two jobs and also attended community college at the age of 39, right? Oh, wow. And so uh, minutes after the teenager who does intend to major in chemistry and go pre-med was awarded the $40,000 scholarship, she unexpectedly returned to the podium. Take a listen to what she did next. No one had the chance to say, don't give away 40000 <laughs> I'm excited to see who, who it helps and, you know, how that changes their life. So I am so happy that, you know, God gave me the strength to do that. She said that although she's very grateful, knowing her own mother went to community college and how helpful that was, she would be so grateful if the administration would actually give the general excellent scholarship to someone who's going to community college because they are probably in more need than she is at this time. Come on, somebody who's listening. Oprah. Somebody and out somebody. there, somebody give this girl well, a scholarship. Her, and her mother came. They moved from Ghana. Uh, oh, God, and no. her mother has just worked so hard. And she said, I honor my mother. I love everything she Tyler did. Tyler Perry, who's out, who's got money? Somebody. Who, who's out there with some money? I know. Jeff and Bezos? she's going to Harvard. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay, maybe not Jeff. Maybe Mackenzie Bezos. She's a little more philanthropic. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. $40,000 is given away like that. I love young people. I, I say we ended on that. I just is, is that okay. a good way to end? I have another story. We can share this one tomorrow. No, let's because do it's, it. It's really sweet and really heartfelt. But I think that is a really great way to end because we always need to encourage our young people. These are two stories of young people, 30 years old, 18 years old, doing really awesome things. And I think we, we need to let that sit with us for a minute. And also she said, you know, I didn't have a chance for anybody to tell me, don't give away $40,000. So here I am. Don't listen to people. It's a great lesson to yeah, also your heart. don't ask people's opinions nope. do it just nope. do it because most of the time people are going to tell you no when the answer should be yes your anyway. gut instinct is always right alright well this tell me something good is brought to you by McDonald's and we feel good at McDonald's get a small summer treat like the new Minute Maid strawberry watermelon slushie or McCafe fraps and smoothies for just two bucks let that take you into the weekend as we continue celebrating pride we have a great show for you Monday so as always thank you for listening we'll see you then